Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you. Uh, Not at home today. We are on the road yet again, uh, getting away from that Texas heat. We are, well, I'll say this. We're we're very close to Canada. We're up here. Um, A little vacay with some friends. And we have had such a crazy week to the point of, I hope LZ can get through this podcast today because... Well, her singing voice was used elsewhere. Here I am. <laughs> this is the first time I'm talking this morning. I, wow. I have got to look in. I got to get something right. I need to be educated on how to use my voice. Also, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I overbook myself. I had our trip that we took to celebrate your birthday with friends. Yes, I, I say I am partly to blame for this. Well, I mean, it's your birthday. Yes. Then I flew home to and, help. And your voice was kind of going after that birthday. Week. It was. And again, I'm doing something wrong. Chris says I'm speaking out of my throat and not my diaphragm. Um, I don't know how, as someone who was a broadcast journalist for years, I'm not better at this at this point. So this is a failure of me on my body. But what really threw you over the ledge was- Well, then we I went reason. home to help Taylor pack up for college and do some shopping for the new school year. And then I flew to Mexico for my annual sorority sister reunion girls trip. We do it every year. I highly recommend if you've got great friends from college or high school or just any great friends in your life, oh my God, listen to me, make a pact that you will do one trip together every year and that unless major unforeseen circumstances happen, you will not miss this trip. So we do that every year. We try to do it in a different city every year so that we experience something new together. It's been so good for us to maintain our female friendships and our sisterhood, which is just so important in life. We look forward to it every year. I've said this before and I'll say it again. One of the most incredible things about you is this group of friends. These women you have surrounded yourself with the bond you y'all have, the love y'all give each other, the support y'all give each other, and the success of this group, doctors and lawyers, you name it, Emmy winners. Um, but I love that this group fiercely protects itself and you guys have been doing this for so long. It's, it's really a special thing. Well, they made it even more special this time because they turned one of the nights into a surprise bachelorette party. There was myself and one other bride. So we had two bachelorette parties. And yeah, I mean, listen, when you've got 15 women talking and then you add in some like screaming and singing all weekend, this is how I've ended up sounding. So I'm sorry, but no regrets. And then you want to talk about overbooking yourself. We've now added on to it. We're on a little couple's trip right now. This is a blessed life. It's been a wonderful summer. I feel very lucky to have lost my voice for so many great reasons. But let's go back. I don't want to just gloss over this bachelorette party. 
um, was this, did you know going into it that the girl, they were going to kind of surprise you with some things? Cause they came with some gifts, some fun things. Well, we had two brides Yeah, and it was myself and my friend. And I actually was part of the idea of surprising her. <laughs> How funny. I got balloons and I kept saying, I do not want to do a bachelorette party. Like I don't, this is not that I'm against it. I'm not against bachelorette parties. I think they're awesome. I'm just have been married before. And this group of friends had celebrated me before. And I wanted it to be about my other friend who this is her first time getting married. Let's do a bachelorette party night for her. So I had actually gotten balloons and I thought that's what we were doing. And then they kind of surprised me with, Oh, it's also about you. They had, um, it's a dual bachelorette party. So she and I were both surprised. They had had some tattoos made with your face on them. I did get a video one night and it was one of the girls putting a tattoo on LZ. And I'm like, wait, what is that? And I, I click it and I zoom in. I was like, oh my gosh, that's my face. It was wonderful. We both <laughs> put, we all put both of your faces on various parts, both guys' faces on various parts of our bodies. Um, <laughs> It was the perfect bachelorette party because it didn't lean. I'm not too into the like, like I don't want a stripper. It didn't lean into the penis straws world of bachelorettes. It was just fun silliness. And we went out um, and danced all night long and had the best time. And it was kind of the perfect outing actually because we ended up at this restaurant seated next to two other <laughs> bachelorette parties oh, God. and a bachelor party. So we kind of all united into a swirling force of bachelor energy and batch energy. And it was wonderful. That's amazing. Uh, and I'm glad to know this is uh, where the line is drawn. Penis straws. That's, that's Well, let's talk about it. If you are, you, first of all, I don't even know. Are you having a bachelor party? You know, what's funny. I am now. What? You don't even know. You don't, you don't know what's been happening since you've been gone. But I have figured out, yes, a kind of essentially I'm having a bachelor party. Wow, this is breaking news. This okay. really is. I know. I, I meant to surprise you on this podcast. So, Are you planning your own? Ish. It, it all kind of happened in, in this beautiful kind of culmination. Oh, of, beautiful. It was a beautiful it culmination. Was. It was a gorgeous. The way it came together. And I'm like, my this, bachelor party. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I want because I, I am not, I'm not a penis straw guy either. Um, <laughs> that's where I draw the line. And so, no, I didn't want to have a bachelor party. I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not a Vegas guy. You know that I'm not, I don't want to go to the clubs. I'm not that guy. Um, if I went on a golf trip with my buddies or maybe go fishing or something, great. But I really didn't want to take trip just to do that. So it just didn't make sense to me. But last week, as you know, I'm having suits made for all the people in that'll be kind of part of our wedding party. And so started making calls and it just turns out we all need to be in the same town to get these suits made at the place where I want to get the suits made, uh, which you'll find out later. I'm not going to divulge that yet, but we're all getting suits made. And I said, well, if we're in town, there's a ball game the night before the Dodgers are in town. So all the guys that are going to be a part of my wedding party are flying into Dallas. We're going to go to Rangers, Dodgers baseball, and then we're going to go have suits made. And that's just going to be my bachelor party. Wow. Well, are you sure you don't want to go out in Mexico and dance all night and get on a table and dance and lose your voice, babe? And this is just a small group, by the way. It's a very, it's so, it is really none of my friends per se. It's more family. So my brother, Glenn, is coming up. Joshua, obviously coming over from TCU. Um, and actually Glenn's son, Sam, will be there. And your little brother, John. My brother is going? Your brother's going. Oh my God. I'm really just learning this. I know. Okay. John is flying in. And uh, he will be a part of this crew and uh, we're all going to go to the ball game and then we're uh, going to get suits made. Oh, that really warms my heart. It's going to be awesome. It's all, all my guys. You dweeby little dad I having know, your bachelor it. party at a baseball game. Well, it was, <laughs> isn't that sad? But it was, it's what, it's what I no, wanted. I'm like, sweet. when I started putting it together, my, you know, my brother just kind of offhand mentioned, oh, hey, 
Rangers are in, you know, the Dodgers are in town. Let's go to the Ranger game, which we're diehard Texas people from growing up in Dallas. And so uh, I called all the guys that were going to be a part of the wedding. And I was like, I knew Josh could make it. And my brother had to fly up and your brother, hopefully we're crossing our fingers. Uh, he's a phenomenal lawyer. He may have a trial starting that day. So he's literally, he's a daytime decision. If he, he doesn't think it's going to go to trial. And so he, he, we have a plane booked and he's ready to go. And oh so hopefully gosh. John's going to make it in too. Um, but that's it. Those are the, those are the guys in my, my wedding party. And I was like, that's all I want. That's it. Man, that's so sweet. I didn't, as you were saying those names out loud, I really didn't expect you to say my brother just because your brother and Josh are both in Texas. And I thought they'd just travel up easily. And I figured you'd coordinate with my brother to do something in LA. So, Thank you for including him. That's really well, I sweet. love him. I love your family. And it's one of the great things about you. One of the things I think we love about each other is that we have such great families around us. Yeah, they're crazy. It's it's family. But at the same time, we love them fiercely and they're amazing. And it's been fun to be a part of your family and get to be more a part of your family. But and I think I vice was, versa. I was with people before who didn't, who wouldn't have automatically done that, who would have made it. And not that you can't make your bachelor party about you, but who would have. Um, I don't know. I was with someone before who didn't always think of my family and I didn't realize it until kind of too late in the relationship when we were already very committed to each other. And I, that's something I should have looked for sooner. Um, yeah, I'm not, family doesn't always get along, but are you with somebody who will think of your family, want to care for your family, do the right thing with your family? Um, so that really warms my heart. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Despite how geeky it is, it's going to be really fun. Well, let um, me ask you a question. Though. Uh -huh. Say, well, just generally, mm -hmm. where do you fall on strippers with bachelor and bachelorette parties? I, I, and I know it sounds like, oh, you're saying this because <laughs> your fiance is sitting right next to you. I am not a stripper guy. Never have been, never will be. I just, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't love it. I've never loved it. I've been, I've been to a strip club before. But God, it probably 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. Um, I just, it's never been my thing. I went to one when I was my first quote unquote bachelor party when I was in my twenties, what it was like 22, 23. And I just, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't get it. I did have a friend who had what is maybe the best possible scenario for a surprise stripper for her bachelorette party. <laughs> she is a Harry Potter fan like me. Oh God. And our friends hired a stripper. I actually couldn't, wasn't there. I couldn't make this bachelorette party, but our friends hired a stripper. And the guy said it was the first request he'd ever gotten of this kind. They asked him to dress up like Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm shocked that that's the first time he's been asked. It's, I am too, actually, like, because all the Harry Potter yeah, readers, the right. millennials are getting married now. Yeah. The people who grew up on Harry Potter, but he had the cape. He came out to the movie theme music. He had a wand. There's a lot of wand jokes you can make there. Um, but I loved that it was kind of funny. I think that's the way to go to me at a bachelor bachelorette party is if you're going to do it, is it funny? Is there, is, right. is it quirky in some way? I was just thinking about it because you just included my brother on your um, super dweepy dad vibes bachelor <laughs> party. And there was a bachelor party that we were near when we were out last weekend and the groom's brother-in-law was there, meaning like the brother of yeah. obviously his future wife. And I actually, I didn't ask them, but now I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder if they had a stripper, is that not a little weird if you are the groom and a stripper is there and like as the brother-in-law, you're like, that's my sister's future husband. He's like, I don't know. There's, there's some, there's some dynamics there. It would for sure be weird if I was sitting with Andrew, uh, who's married to your sister, John, your brother and I, and my family at a strip club or, right. or, and it's in heaven for, by the way, the strip club is even one thing hiring a stripper where like someone comes to your house and it's like a bunch of dudes just sitting around staring at someone in the living room. Not, not my thing, but that would be really weird sitting there with your brother, like yeah. my arm around him doing shots. <laughs> like, what do you think? I don't get it. Maybe I, there could be something I'm missing. I think it's something that feels a lot more acceptable when you're really young, getting married, the older you get, yeah. the more it feels icky. And zero, I'm so glad, so, so glad. I think my friends knew me well enough and my uh, other friend to 
not go down that road at all. I'd be interested to know if the uh, what the average is now. Like, has that waned over the years? Is that something that we did more in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s? Like, are, are kind of the millennial crew getting married now, are, are they imbibing in this as much that the Harry Potter stripper is the only one I know of my friends who did it. <laughs> or has it just gotten weirder now? With right. It's it. just how nerdy and awkward can we make it? It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Tough to segue uh, from love and strippers to some uh, sad news for some friends of ours. Uh, Jason Tardick, Caitlin Bristow uh, broke up, announced their breakup last week. And it's, you know, it was being rumored about uh, for a bit. We even had a tabloid reach out and contact us and say, do you have a comment? This is before... Jason and Caitlin ever had a chance to break the news themselves and talk about it. Um, it was, you know, being put out in the press and stuff. And so we obviously politely told this person to go F off and no comment, but they Is did. there a polite way to do that? <laughs> we, we, we didn't say F off. <laughs> I kindly request you kiss my butt. No, but um, very sad news. You know, both of them are friends of ours and it's always interesting 
when these things happen because it's happening publicly. They were a very public couple, obviously coming from my bachelor, bachelorette family world and getting together. And I love them dearly and I like them together. And I was so excited when they, when they got engaged and shared in that news. And, um, and then when the demise happens of, of a couple like this, it is a public, but B just as equally personal especially for us. And so it's a very difficult line to walk when you, yes, we've all opened our lives up to a certain degree, but at the same time, these are also just two people that we know and we love and we respect and we wish them well. And and we know their hearts are breaking and broken right now. We know they're sad. And, and Lauren and I have been through divorces. We've been through breakups. So we are old and wise enough to know it's a brutal time for them and it's never easy. And so, um, I would, my only thing before I toss it to you would be, please, I'm not saying don't talk about it because I know it's public and people will continue to talk, but just have some grace and have some love in your heart that these are two human beings that are actually going through something that's pretty brutal. Um, no one really needs your, your snide comments right now. No one, you know, if it doesn't seem to help the world, then maybe don't put it out there, but I just want to send them our love. Mm. Yeah, it's always amazing to me when you can see like someone split on an Instagram and the comment will be, you know, I hate her or I hate him or no big. It, right. it, it's always interesting to me when people feel like they just need to comment. He or that. she should have done better anyway or right. can do better. You're yeah. like, why not? Um, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I, I hated hearing this, um, but I think they both handled it so well. I thought that their statement was really beautiful. They posted pictures together. I thought the way they put it out to the world was really, really mature and um, just eloquent. So I don't know where they'll both go from here, but I also, I guess, commend them on this realization at this point because I have had friends before where it's really hard you're, on the engagement train. And once you are on that road, that roller coaster of you're engaged and you're starting to plan a wedding and everybody's asking you when the wedding is and how things are going. If you are having issues in your relationship, it can be really difficult to recognize that and pause because um, of this forward momentum you have and because you don't want to disappoint people and you've made this commitment and you don't want to be embarrassed and get out of this. So I've had that happen um, to friends. And then I've had friends who have realized, you know what, I shouldn't go down this road. I should not take that extra step and get married. I'm not ready for that. This isn't right. And I don't know anyone who's regretted that. So if this was the decision that they needed to come to, and um, I, I just really commend them because I think it takes an extra amount of bravery when you have not just gotten engaged, but publicly announced your engagement um, and again, they hand, they've handled it really, really, um, gracefully in the press. So yeah, I know it, that they're both going through a really rough time and I think that we just want to send them our support. Yeah. Hopefully they will continue this, this grace and that that mutual statement was wonderful. And I'm glad to see, I would expect nothing less from either one of them. Uh, Jason's a gentleman, love Caitlin. Um, and you know, I think inevitably people go, Oh, what side are you on? Um, I'm on team Jason and Caitlin. I, I love them both. I wish them both well, and I know they are both struggling through this. And so uh, it's not easy and uh, we both will be there for them. And you brought up a really good point because I was thinking about us and our marriage, our upcoming wedding. And people have asked us for the last couple of years, when are you getting married? What's the date? What's going on? And it's such a point of pride and excitement for me right now. I, hopefully it is for you too. Um, but I was thinking immediately about Jason and Caitlin once I heard this news of the opposite would be true if every day people are asking you, when are you guys going to get married? What's going on? You know, we can't wait. And if you know, behind the scenes, things are not going well, what a, just exacerbates the cut, right? It just, it's pouring salt in the wound day after day after day and just makes it that much harder. Um, and it's, it's one of the pitfalls of, of being public and opening your life up the way we all have. Um, but anyway, love them and we wish them the very best. It's a reminder, you know, of like that these stories, 
I don't know. They're they're painful. They affect real people. I was completely blown away this week mm-hmm. when I saw the headline about Sandra Bullock's longtime partner dying, Brian Randall, dead at 57 after a private three-year battle with the horrible disease ALS. And I was completely blown away, A, because the news was shocking and sad and so tragic. Young, um, horrible. But then I remembered that only a few days before I had seen a headline in us weekly. And that headline was Sandra Bullock and Brian Randall on the rocks, having cooling off period while living apart. (sighs) A source told us weekly. I have it here. The chances of reconciliation are a long shot, a long shot. According to the insider who adds that Bullock 59 and Randall 57 have been cordial amid their on off romance and that they hit a bump in fall 2022. So say it's on a Monday, Us Weekly runs the headline that Sandra Bullock and Brian Randall are cooling off and in an on-off relationship. And a few days later, the true news is revealed that he has died. And I was thinking to myself as a member of the media, my guess of what went on behind the scenes here is maybe, you know, someone said, God, we haven't seen them out together in a while. Maybe there's rumors of a breakup and then you you get an insider who just says they know what's going on, but probably obviously doesn't really know what's going on. Or, you know, I know that in some cases, I'm not accusing us weekly of this, but some really tabloidy publications will truly just make up, just fabricate right. source quotes. And this was a case to me of just a reminder that you cannot believe everything you read he was, especially when they po- posted that, he was on, on his deathbed. He was when they posted death. that Sandra Bullock and yeah. Brian Randall were in a cooling off period and in an on-off relationship, he was in the last days of his life. He was dying. Yeah. And he had hidden this private battle with ALS. And it's so hard. I mean, I was an entertainment journalist and I always tried to report things out and to not go with um, rumors and to fight against people, even in my own office who wanted to run something that I didn't think we should run. But, you know, it's hard. I mean, especially I, I think of red carpets. There were for sure times when I asked people questions that my bosses wanted me to ask. And, you know, looking back, I didn't know what somebody was going through privately. Um, so having been on the other side of it, I have a different empathy for it now. And, um, Empathy is the word. Humanity is the word. And you're right. You don't know what people are going through. And I I saw, you know, as soon as Jason and Caitlin mentioned and posted that they were breaking up, the inevitable picture shows up online. That picture that if you've been through a public divorce, you've had this, I've had it um, with my ex-wife. And that is the picture of you and your significant other with the proverbial torn page down the middle. And you know, it's like just, they've literally created, yeah, the graphic. they've created the graphic of the torn page between you and your, it's like, it's so it's laughable if it wasn't so sad. Um, and you and I went through that when we were going through the craziness with bachelor bachelorette stuff of sources said insiders say, and a lot of times, like you said, they will just make things up because what they really want is for you to rebut that. And then that creates a story. So the people that started the story, will then take what you said and write another story. And now that story has legs. And so it just keeps going and going. And I think the Sandra Bullock story is a great testament to how sad it can be sometimes. Um, that was that was wild. I can't believe they did that. Well, let's talk about somebody who is putting it all out there herself on the record via her music. Kelly Clarkson. She has This was wild. This is I <laughs> my instinct, my gut instinct is that I love it, but I wanted to talk to you about it because you've been through a very public breakup. Obviously Kelly Clarkson went through a public divorce and she has now started changing the lyrics to her past songs um to reflect on her divorce and the latest one is the song Piece by Piece. The song was about her ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock. It was about how Kelly's own father had disappointed her in her childhood and Brandon had showed her what a real man could be. But now they've split up. (laughs) And so- um, The the literal tune has changed. Yes. So uh, one part of the song that she changed was she had sang in the past, he never walks away. He never asks for money. He takes care of me. He loves me. She's now changed it to, 
I just walk away when they ask for money. I take care of me because I love me. Here's what I love about it. She has changed the lyrics in a way that is reflecting her own independence, reflecting her confidence in herself. And I, look, look, I, I'm not for bashing your ex in public, but also I was thinking in this case, how can she keep singing this song when she is going through a heartbreaking, monetarily painful, um, right. devastating divorce right now? How that, that song is one of her biggest hits. Her fans want to hear it. And I can't imagine being in her position. You've got to sing this song that was praising your ex-husband. And now and it's now about you're him such, getting half and getting the money. And Well, no, I mean, and now she's in such a different place. Yeah. Like imagine if she hadn't changed the lyrics, continuing right. to sing his praises when she's going through what she's going through. So I understand why she needed to adjust the lyrics a little. And you're right. It's kind of that curse because it's such a big hitch song that you can't just cut it out of your set list. People will be disappointed if you don't have that in your but set list. What do you think? Should she have... <laughs> Get, just get rid of the get rid of the song. Oh, just, you do just, think she should? Yeah, you know, I, I heard, I saw, uh, it was in Vegas, and I saw some video of her, and she really, it was aggressive the way she kind of went after him. And I, I know she's, it's wonderful she has this uh, avenue to express her feelings and emotion. I found it kind of funny to, or interesting, I guess not funny, just to hear her um, lamenting the fact that this guy's getting so much money that she has to pay her ex. And, um, I'm like, welcome to the, you know, welcome to the club. It's like every, you know, every marriage has one side that's, you know, probably going to give more than the other. Yeah. Well, she and did. She also you, had Kelly. changed the lyrics. Maybe you're referring to, um, she did the song ABCDEFU. Yeah. Now that was not one of her songs. Um, but she changed the lyrics to the song. I mean, first of all, she's singing F you. Yes. And she said, uh, F you and your dad and the fact that you got half and my broken heart turned that shit into art. F you and your view from the valley I bought too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is, yeah, that song she didn't have to have on her set list. She That's brought it in. That's not so subtle. No. So that bothered you a little bit. It did. It's just, it, that seemed a little public and a little, um, but I mean, the crowd went crazy and they supported her and I, I get the showmanship of it all, but I'm like, I don't know just not my style. And but well, it, I've had this discussion with um, friends before who are going through divorces about when the woman has to pay something. And it's, it is interesting. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, it, it, I guess it's just interesting because like I had a friend and she's so shocked. She's going to have to give her ex-husband some uh, child custody payments. And I'm like, I mean, babe, you, if you were a guy, you would have to, it, this is yeah, just the way the both ways, right. Yeah. And you know, California is a very 50, 50 state when it comes to splits and custody and, um, you're making more than him and you're going to have to do it. And it is painful no matter which, uh, whether you're a man or a woman, but I don't think there's anything, um, unusual that Kelly's gone through here. She nope. had more money and she's yeah. got to give him some money. The only thing that struck me is I always think, do you have kids? Yes. The answer is yes. Are they going to hear this at some point and understand? Yes. And so that that's the only thing that always drives me is would I say something publicly knowing full well that my kids are someday going to hear that and it will shine a big certain light on me and their father or their wife or whatever, their mom. So that's, that's the only thing that kind of stuck with me. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom. 
the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can we talk about some better music news? Please be about Taylor Swift. It, it Everything is about Taylor Swift. The world is about Taylor Swift. I, I put something out on social media the other day that do you even live in Los Angeles if you're not posting from the Taylor Swift concert this week? I had a little FOMO. Everybody was there. And everybody. I, everybody went to was SoFi. There. She did, what, seven shows, I believe? She had previously had the record of selling out the Staples Center. That's where the Lakers play downtown. She had sold the most nights out. And then she did like six or seven nights at SoFi Stadium. This is, I, by the way, you're going to love this because this is such a Lauren thing to post. I saw this one thing on social media and uh, this, this girl had posted a picture of, she was close to the top row of the stadium. She's like, you know, what's not surprising is not that all these people are Taylor Swift fans. I'm shocked there's this many people that would go to a football game because it was in a football stadium. <laughs> How many people fit in so far? Gosh, I'd probably say if you fill the floor, I would have to guess it's it's upwards of 60 to 80,000 people in those. Oh, good call, babe. I just looked it up. 70 thousand people. Yeah. And I don't know, depending on where her stage and how much the stage cuts off that they can't fill the back behind it, but she has absolutely crushed it. And we've, we've talked a lot about this, uh, tour, but when you think about the impact she's having socially, someone brought up the question of, of how big is this? And, and Billy Joel, who is absolute icon legend and has really spanned the decades. He's an older man. So he was around for all the quote unquote legends back in the day. He said the only thing he can compare this to is Beatlemania. The, the Beatles, the greatest rock and roll band of all time, bar none. And that's the level he's putting Taylor Swift on. And I, I can't argue against that. I don't want to argue against it. I mean, she, first of all, I, well, I don't know. With Beatlemania, was that right when they first started? Was it throughout a couple of years? I would say years? it was during the British invasion when when they it was when they came over to the states. They did the Ed Sullivan show. So and, in the beginning, yeah. Because I what I want to point out here is Taylor Swift is 15, 16, 17 years into her career yeah. at this point, point. and so that's what really impresses me is that 
she's just hitting her stride now, which is crazy to think. <laughs> well, I don't think she's just hitting her stride, but I think that she's, uh, this stride is unlike anything else. She has continued to grow her career. Most people have peaks and valleys mm -hmm. or, um, the one off you know, album or you change well, your style. Or maybe you, you're really big as a teen idol and you continue playing those hits, but you don't necessarily keep growing your career. It's very hard. The old saying is, it's not that hard to get famous. It is really hard to stay famous. Right. And the fact that she is continuing to get bigger and better every single year. When she was doing these shows in LA, I saw the LA Times said that by the numbers, her shows would become the most TikToked place in the world. Yeah. Um, she is expected to have sales reaching 1.4 billion dollars or more by the end of her full era's world tour in 2024, which would exceed Elton John's record of 939 million dollars with his multi-year farewell tour. Yeah. So that's Elton John. Decades in doing his big farewell tour, Taylor Swift is still 33 years old and doing a tour and she's going to seemingly it's set remarkable. the record. And and if you saw the videos back in the day of Elvis concerts, of uh, the Beatles concerts, you, you saw the manic crying and the screaming. And these, these were also heartthrobs. And this is what I find interesting if you talk about how incredible a, a woman is doing this, is that she's not the heartthrob but you're getting the same emotion. You see the videos from these young ladies, girls, mom, Crying, everyone, screaming. they're bawling their eyes out. We had a friend who took her daughter to SoFi. She sent us the video. Her daughter was in tears. I mean, beside herself with emotion. And our daughter, Taylor, when I was taking her to school the other day, we were listening to Taylor Swift, of course, in the car. She goes, I would give anything. I would pay anything to go see this concert one more time. It was so moving. Taylor told us she cried. We got her yeah. the tickets for her birthday and she cried when she went in Dallas. So who, who, who has moved? What artist has moved millions and millions of people like this and been so successful? I, I don't know if you can bring one up. I don't know if the Beatles are even comparable anymore. It is, and that's, well, what God, that's scary to say because that is such a crazy bar that we're talking about. She's been a brilliant combination of talent emotional connection and marketing. Um, and, you know, sometimes I, I think she keeps really good people on her team. She's worked with the same publicist, um, Tree Payne, for years and years. And they really have built this brand and know what the brand is. And that brand continues to reach um, young people too. So she's continued to like, she hasn't just come up with the young people when she was young. I still see 12, 13 year old girls screaming at Taylor yeah. Swift concerts. And she has also been so smart about making her tours an event. This isn't just, I'm going on tour, I'm singing my songs. You know, she's branded this as the era's tour. And that has created like the friendship bracelets and dressing up to go to the tour. And she's pick, done the- Pick your album. Yes, which album, album are you? She's done two yeah. surprise songs at each show. So That's she's, been very newsworthy. That was brilliant. Yeah, well, remember on her last big tour, she had the surprise guests. Mm -hmm. So on each tour over the years, she's thought, how can I continue to make the news with each show? And I'm not saying that she is credited with coming up with all these ideas, but what I love about her is she is the boss. She is CEO. She is the chairman. She is the captain of the ship. She runs her business and obviously runs it like a boss. And then there was this other headline that came out last week about her, as if we don't love T-Swift enough, that she gave a $5 million bonus to her truck drivers. Obviously, massive sets, massive stages for this tour and trucks upon trucks. And this amounted to, I think, five truck drivers getting... What was it? No, 50 truck drivers getting $100,000 uh, bonuses. So she donated $5 million to her crew and to the guys, you know, driving the trucks and, and moving these stages around. And again, just goes to show, you know, I, and I know you're like, look, it's a drop in the bucket. It's a rounding error. She's making, you know, a billion dollars off this. She didn't have to do it. These people are already getting paid. It's their job, but she did it By anyway. the way, not everybody does it. There's a lot of yep. rich people, a lot of rich men out in the world. 
who don't do stuff like that, who so, um, just take, take, take. So good on you, Taylor Swift. And speaking of Taylor, um, before we go this week, there was uh, quite an emotional journey that I, I just took again. Um, our daughter Taylor just went back to school and I posted something online the other day, just, you know, sitting there, I was just packing up her car as we're about to drive North up to, to TCU. And I was just sitting there looking and it, it hit me. I was in the garage by myself and I like, I got a little teary. I'm getting teary eyed again, talking about it. Um, just the taking your kids to school. And I remember vividly doing this in elementary school. I remember junior high and the, the first high school and, you know, the first trip with Joshua up to college and now Taylor at college. And, um, this was a little different because, you know, she now has a car, she's a sophomore in college and she drove me, I went with her, but she drove me up to college I went, and we moved all her stuff in. And it is awesome to see, because as I always say, as a parent, if you do your job, right, your job is to set them free and they are independent, strong men and women, and they go off into the world and conquer it and forge their own path. But that's also the gutting part of it is that there wasn't this big emotional goodbye. There wasn't the anxiety that we had last year. Remember, obviously her freshman year when she was like, Hey, can you guys kind of swing by and say hi uh, before you leave? And we did, there was none of that. She was just like, you know, her girls are there. She has the lay of the land now. It was like, bye. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> and part of that warmed my heart, but part of it crushed me. But I, I have rarely gotten a response like I did on social media with, with people DMing me of, and it was the, the broadness of it is what hit me. I'm just about to take my kids to kindergarten. I'm just about to drop my son or daughter at the university of Arkansas across the board. Everybody was talking about this. It really hit a tune with everybody. And so it's just something that you and I have been through now with, with both kids taking them to college and wherever you are in this journey of taking your kids to school, it's about that time. We're all, we're all heading back to school. And I know we also enjoy that. I know there's a lot of parents out there like, thank God, because dealing with your kids during the summer, trying to plan their lives and, and then live your life is not easy. But at the same time, I know we all have that uh, little, little twinge in our heart. I, when I get the twinge, I think, but they're happy, they're good. And I would want that so much more than them calling me, telling me they wanted to come home. So I feel so grateful for that. Um, what is it? What makes it so hard, that drop-off moment? For me, it's weird. I get emotional just talking about this. You and I have talked about this this summer. I have had such a special gift given to me late in my career of this break, honestly, and, and leaving the bachelor bachelorette when I was traveling around the world nonstop, the sacrifice was I missed a lot of my kids. I have been so entrenched in, in with them the last couple of years and enjoying them. And just knowing that this is the last summer that our son, Joshua is going to be around. He'll get it. You know, we're going to see him, but it's like, this is the last summer he's really going to live with us as a student. He graduates this next May. And with Taylor, we got two more. That's it. And that, that window's closed for me. And I felt it in high school when they were going off to college. And now I'm really feeling it in college where uh, my babies are all grows up and, you know, they're taking flight. And I'm so excited to see Joshua. And he's talking about what job he might get and taking that big leap. And I know he's, you know, he'll get his own place and move on. And it just, I don't know, man, it's, when he goes to get a little cereal in the morning, I'm like, I just look at it and I remember him sitting there in his high chair and that stuff just kills you. It just, it does. And I, I'm trying to keep it together right now. But um, as I said in the video that I posted, I don't know where these seasons are going, but I just, they're going so fast. And I'm just, I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> it's also that if it feels like it went by fast, that means it went well, Yeah. Um, which is a catch 22. Well, you're such a great dad, and I'm always so in awe of the kids that you've um, raised, the people you've raised, and I love it. I love seeing, um, you know, that you're the dad who will be at every move-in and not miss any moment, and um, yeah, the kids are so lucky to have well, you. And thank God you were there, because uh, if Taylor had to go shopping with me, for all the sorority stuff and the preschool, it would have been a nightmare. So, <laughs> and uh, so it is awesome and it is special to see. And 
this uh, talking to you guys is always something that Lauren and I love. And babe, you did a great job. You did a great job getting through this. I This is horrifying. I'm so sorry for everyone who had to listen to my voice like this. Somebody told me that I sounded like, um, if you remember the Friends episode, when Phoebe is sick and she has what she calls sexy phlegm. Yeah. And then actually she gets better and she misses the sexy voice. So maybe I'll feel that way, but I don't think so. I'm ready no, to talk is, again. I'm going to, I want you to leave me messages. Oh my God. Um, but before I say goodbye, we also um, did a podcast last week. Go back and take a, take a listen. LZ, you weren't a part of this, but I know you listened to it. The Dr. Mary Claire Haver, uh, board certified OBGYN. We had this amazing discussion about menopause. And I know people were like, wait, hey, hey, Chris, what are you doing talking about menopause? But we spent about an hour with uh, Dr. Haver and she went deep into menopause. I think it was a fascinating discussion. I learned a tremendous amount. And what I found astonishing is just how little a lot of women know about what their bodies are going through or what they're about to go through with menopause. So go back and have a listen to uh, Dr. Mary Claire Haver. I, I think we will uh, talk more and more with her about this because it was definitely something that you guys really responded to. And so when you love something, definitely leave a comment. You can always find LZ at Lauren Zima on Instagram. I'm at Chris B. Harrison, of course, at the most dramatic pod ever, because we always love doing this and we love talking about the things that matter to you. And we'll do it again next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.